Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, 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 everyone. It is your girl, Linda Talaferro. And yes, my favorite time of the week. It is being Brown at Work Live. Linda Talaferro from the TV Extra Effort. I am always so excited to join you on Tuesdays at this time. Um, I've just had a lot going on lately. And one of the biggest things I had happen lately is the opportunity to do an executive presence webinar at my alma mater, University of Michigan, Ross School of Business. That's where I got my MBA. And I was so honored when Lisa Morgan reached out to me and asked me to hold a webinar. She had gotten a lot of requests from some alumni uh, to better understand executive presence. And so I was I was just truly honored. And after that took place, because of, and I mean, this is pages, okay, guys, pages here, of questions that I received around this topic, I thought, what a great live session is for me to take some of the questions that came from my, my fellow um, Wolverines around this topic and do a live. So I was able to address a number of their questions during that webinar live. And then some people have reached out to me afterwards. I mean, this is a topic that's been around for quite some time. And I think, you know, it still has a bit of uh, mystery to it, right? It still has a bit of ambiguity. And although there's been a lot of books written about it, I've read several of them, really great articles of which I'm going to refer to in this session that have been written, people still are having problems getting their hands around it, getting their arms around it. And so from my perspective, you know, I shared what I view as executive presence out of all the things I've read and learned, and also people that I've seen actually walk it out and how I've been able to establish it for myself in my career. So let's dive in. And if you've got any questions, I mean, please feel free. Send me a message in chat. If you're joining me live, if you're catching this on the replay, send me a message. I check them, definitely will respond. Uh, You're more than happy to send me an email, more than welcome, I should say, to send me an email. I'd be happy to, to respond to you in whatever way you feel is best to get your additional questions answered. So let's just jump right in. And one of the, I mean, out of the host of questions here, I'm going to try to get through as many as possible, but really pull out ones that I know uh, would resonate, I believe would resonate with you guys and uh, continue to stir around without any real clarity. First one is, okay, so executive presence, 
for those of you who may not know, it's usually known to have three components, right? I mean, I'm going to share a little bit from an article that I read years ago that I think really breaks one of the components down very well. But it's really based up three, gravitas, communication, and appearance, right? And appearance being the smallest percentage of the three, but being the one that could really be the, you know, the difference maker. And a lot of times people think of appearance as, oh, I got to go buy a designer suit. Um, You know, I got to make sure it can't be walking in unless it's $2,000 or less, or my shoes are, you know, $1,000 and some Italian designer. No, I mean, that's not what appearance is talking about. Of course, you should be put together and neat, but it's not that. Okay. And I think a lot of people get hung up on the, those things, the clothes, the shoes, the, whether the nails are done rather than what your body language says, right. In a meeting. And that is virtual or in person. Okay. And I had some questions around the hybrid situation and executive presence. So don't discount appearance and don't make it shallow. And just that, okay, if my nails and hair are done and I've got a suit or whatever, I've got the best designer, then I can check the box on appearance for executive presence. That's not going to be the case. Okay. Neat and put together. Sure. But your body language, you know, how do you show up from a resting position? That's appearance. That's part of the appearance game. So I wanted to clear that up. But one of the questions I got was define gravitas, which is an excellent question, right? I mean, gravitas, fancy word. And so I found an article years ago that for me, when I discovered it, I thought, boom, this is it. This is how I believe gravitas shows up, what it looks like. And it's from a Business Insider article years ago, and they described it in the seven C's. Okay, and I also believe it's not just gravitas alone, but it does a really good job of giving some clarity around executive presence. So composure, charisma, confidence, that is what I believe really makes up gravitas. In the midst of chaos, how composed are you? Do you have charisma naturally associated with your persona, your personality? Do you exude confidence? Not arrogance, but confidence, right? Connection. People connect to you. Credibility, clarity, and conciseness. The clarity and conciseness piece is linked to the communication of the three pillars that I gave you in executive presence. So I think it's really, really important that when you see the word gravitas, that you immediately say to yourself, okay, That's composure, that's charisma, that's the confidence piece of executive presence. I thought that was a really good question when I did the webinar because you see these big fancy words, I mean, like gravitas, and you're like, okay, and so what does that mean? And so that they mentioned when I gave them that clarity, helped them answer that for themselves. Then I received another question that says, is their advice different from men versus women? which I thought was an excellent question because I would say that, yes, there is. And uh, there is, I'll just give the example I gave in the webinar. You know, a lot of guys, at least that I have come in contact with, they equate executive presence with this bravado and that, you know, you 
your 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 tone is loud and your body language is commanding and it's you know the arms folded and you're you know, sitting there in the meeting staunch or even on your computer, you turn your camera on and you're saying, no, I mean, that is just, that all that does is just say either one, you're tight, you're all uptight, or you think that leadership equates to who's the loudest in the room or who um, can speak with such authority that they scare everyone. Uh, that does not translate to executive presence. So there is a difference for men versus women. There's a distinct difference, I think. And uh, and that, when I gave those examples for the, for the guys that were on the call in the webinar, really helped them get some clarity, okay? Because that is not, that's, you don't connect with people in that way. You don't, there's no connection that's garnered when you think just because you're the loudest in the room, everybody is going to listen everybody is going to pay attention. Somebody even asked the question, look, how do I, you know, build executive presence such that people do hear me and then, you know, they get on the bandwagon with my ideas and, you know, they support me. Well, I'm going to I told I'm going to mention this in this live just like I did in the webinar. I truly believe that the foundation to very strong executive presence is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is foundational to your executive presence. And the executive presence, which was another question I received, can it evolve over time? Yes, it does evolve over time. You're not going to walk into a role, any role. And, and, and let me also say this. It doesn't come with the title on the business card. So although you may not be a quote unquote executive, meaning director or whatever, but does not mean you cannot exude executive presence. But it starts with making sure you have very strong emotional intelligence. And if you ever are going to get people to, one, pay attention to you when you speak and then support your, you and your initiatives, you have got to really strengthen your social awareness, your self-awareness, your relationship management, and also your social management. You've got to strengthen every aspect of emotional intelligence. Because frankly, if you don't do that, let's look back at the seven C's that I mentioned. If you don't do that, if you're not self-aware, you probably aren't going to be very composed. You may not have much charisma or confidence, right? Because confidence comes from knowing exactly who you are and being very comfortable in your own skin, right? And then if you don't have the relationship management, how are you going to build credibility, and that's where the difference comes in when you say people, you want people to hear you and support you. It's that credibility piece that needs to exist. One person asked me in the webinar, what's the difference between credibility and executive presence? There is no difference. Credibility is part of having strong executive presence. It's all one and the same. It's one of the aspects of it. So there are there is no difference. I had another question from a gentleman who was not a uh, native of the U.S. and felt that he needed to change his appearance, right? That he needed to, you know, somehow, you know, work on the gray hair, uh, maybe do some other changes to how he looked so he could have more of the executive presence around the appearance piece. Look, I I'm going to tell you, I mean, you can look at me, right? African-American woman, dark complected, natural hair. This 
is not defining my executive presence. How I carry myself does. And I, when he asked me the question in the webinar, I then answered it with a question for him. What's wrong with how he looks? What's wrong with his skin color? What's wrong with his gray hair? Why does he think that that is the opposite of what represents executive presence? And that maybe he needed to address that first, right? And really become extremely self-aware and then understand that the fact that he was questioning that might affect his confidence level which is really that foundation, as I just mentioned, to get to executive presence. See, so there, there were just so many fabulous questions that you know helped me realize that one, I was glad I had that wonderful opportunity to do the webinar, but then two, that this subject still isn't clearly understood. And I think unfortunately, because of all the stereotypes that have been out there, the microaggressions, the macroaggressions, the biases that exist, there's been false definitions around it, right? False definitions such that if you don't fit a certain demographic, there's no way for you to exude executive presence, which is a total lie. One of the other questions that was given, can you fake executive presence? I thought that was great because, I mean, certain aspects, you get your appearance. You're one of those communicators that speak very well. Your presentations are sharp and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to tell you, if you, again, <laughs> have not done that self-awareness to the team, really know who you are, both your weaknesses, or I like to call them opportunities, and your strengths, and that you can walk in those understanding that you have not fully arrived, understanding that you don't walk on water. Because I'm going to tell you, if you come with that facade, it will show. It will show through. So no, you can't fake it to make it when it comes to executive presence. You may be able to do that for a small percentage of time in the beginning, but it will not sustain. People will see through it. People will then question your credibility, how trustworthy you are. And how they whether or not that they believe and then want to follow you or support you. And credibility is extremely important in executive presence. So no, no, you cannot fake it at all. But what you can do is be your authentic self in executive presence. And that is, you know, I want you to think of executive presence as, you know, your values, who you are from a value perspective. I mean, what is your personal brand? You know, how do you, uh, from your personality perspective, what are your attributes, right? How do you show up holistically day in and day out? There was one other person in the webinar that says, hey, you know, I want to have executive presence, but I cannot bring my whole self to work. Then I'm not sure how you truly walk in your executive presence, because if you leave half yourself somewhere else and you come into work. Now, I know what she actually meant is because she didn't feel comfortable in who she was as a person, that she was being accepted for who she was as a person, her authentic self. And I used to think that years ago as well, many, many years ago, until I realized that I was part of my own problem. I had to get out of my own way, change my mindset 
In addition, those people who were biased and had those issues, I had to let them carry that baggage, not me, and still continue to build and work on myself, my personal brand, my self-awareness, everything that I needed to do within myself to show up authentically, fully who I am is Linda Talaferro in my executive presence. It is definitely doable. It is definitely possible to be exactly who you are. Whether you have whether English is not your native tongue and you have an accent does not mean you cannot hold executive presence. Whether you are an African American woman, it has natural hair, it looks like me, my happens to be an Afro right now. It'll probably change again in the near future multiple times. Does not mean I have any less executive presence than my white male counterparts. So don't let any of that change you or discourage you. Same for my male friends. You, you, can, you can be who you are from a male alpha dog perspective and have executive presence and not get it or think you're walking in it on top of everybody else or over everybody else, or being the biggest dog, quote unquote, big boy in the room, the China, the bull in the China club, don't have to be, that is not executive presence. And you can be yourself and still have it, command it, have that charisma. People want to follow you. People want to support you. When you speak, people listen. They have relationships, they connect, they feel collaborative when you, they feel collaboration when you're around. Things resonate with them. That's executive presence. And it's very, very achievable, but it takes work. It takes work. And it's something that you have to build and be intentional about over time. Do not start the journey of trying to establish executive presence. I'm going to say it again. Before you have built and strengthened your foundation, which is emotional intelligence. So I hope answering some of the questions from my Ross family uh, helped you on this, this on this topic of executive presence. But again, if you have any specific additional questions, send me a message, drop it in the comments, you know, send me an email. I'd love to have some dialogue with you and help you get some more clarity and take the ambiguity around what might be in, in your in your particular situation holding you back from that next level opportunity. Okay? Wonderful. I've enjoyed it. I'm so excited to talk about it. I hate to end this session, but I'm running out of time. But uh, this is, and we'll talk about it again. I know we will. This is a topic. It's been around, like I said, for a while, and it's definitely not going to go anywhere anytime soon. So I'll definitely revisit it and even continue to unpack it, continue to peel away this onion of EP until we get to the root of it and get a clear, 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 no questions asked understanding, right? All right. Hope this helped you. Uh, If not, again, like I said, reach out. But until next time, take care. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.